and gentlemen welcome back to episode 89 of chatter from the cheap seats one away from that ever elusive 90 episode milestone i am jack feldman it is a solo podcast coming at you guys today sammy has his sats this weekend so we're all gonna wish him lots and lots of luck but this is the most entertaining episode we're gonna have in a while we have the mlb lockout over and as soon as As I go to record this episode, I check my phone, and what do I see? I see Tom Brady coming out of retirement in what might be the least surprising player announcing he's returning ever. Like, everybody knew that. Like, I saw it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. If he didn't come out of retirement in 2023, next year, I would be surprised. Like, obviously, he's coming back. He probably, probably, like, had one normal person nuisance like I don't know he had to cook dinner or he got into a fight with his family and he's like like screw this I'm going back to football but it's good for the rest of us we get to watch the goat for at least one possibly more and more seasons and I and we we knew this because he said he wanted to play till he was 45 that's what he said for the past I don't know, four or five years, and he's not going to all of a sudden change his mind and retire when he's so close to that number. He's 44. He's not going to retire one year short of his goal. Like, that's not going to happen. So it wasn't a surprise to anyone, but let's get to the baseball, man. I've been depressed. I was going to come on here and tell you guys how depressed I've been and how I want the lockout to be over and how sick of it I am and how sick I am a following these labor negotiations and becoming a labor expert, a union expert. And boy, thank God. When I saw the tweet that Jeff Passan, and what a wild day, his Twitter got hacked. That whole thing, that was crazy. That was just a ludicrous day on baseball Twitter. But when I saw that tweet where he said baseball was back, I mean, boy, I was jumping. I was jumping for joy. I really was. And we haven't seen that. Bacchanal of moves that we've been promised yet. You know, we've seen some. We've seen a flurry. I'd call it a flurry. We saw Andrelton Simmons to the Cubs, which is very good for me because I won't, you know, the Yankees can't sign him now, which I'm extremely happy about. Carlos Rodon went to the Giants on a two-year deal. Kershaw went back to the Dodgers on a one-year deal. We saw, you know, some relievers getting tossed around. Um, the Rangers traded Isaiah Kiner-Falefa to the Twins for Mitch Garver and Ronnie Henriquez to the Twins. You say Kikuchi got traded to the Blue Jays. And the big one is Chris Bassett got traded to the Mets. And the Mets, boy, they just had an absolutely I just perfect offseason. There's nothing that they could have done that could make their offseason any better that's within the scope of reality. And I'm just sitting over here as a Yankee fan, just bored out of my mind. Look, I understand that if the players that Cashman wanted 
or wants, if their market is moving slow, there's nothing, you know, it's going to move slow. It's moving slow. It's moving slow. But the irrational Yankee fan in me is starting to come out. I'm getting sick of it. Trade for Olsen, for the love of God. Trade for Olsen and sign Correa. That's what I said as soon as the Yankees got eliminated from the playoffs. That we need to trade for Olsen and sign Carlos Correa. And I was pretty optimistic that we were going to make some moves. And we have literally, we signed, we re-signed um, Jolie Rodriguez, who is a, a, a pitcher that wasn't even on our playoff roster, which is kind of absurd. That That's the only move we've made all season. And, you know... I'm I'm sick of it, dude. Like, do something. We we okay. We actually, I was mistaken. We resigned. We not resigned because he was on the Red Sox, but he got DFA. Tim LaCastro, and that's exciting. I love me some Timmy Lowe. It's actually at the game where he tore his ACL. That was that was horrible. That was a spectacular catch that he made. But the free agents that are still on the board that most people are concerned about are Freddie Freeman. And Carlos Correa, those are the big two guys. And then, obviously, Matt Olson is trade target numero uno that everybody's everybody's excited about. They think he's going to get traded. We already saw Chris Bassett go, expecting Sean Manaya. And, boy, the Yankees need to get Sean Manaya too, in that trade that they do. We'll get because I'm manifesting it, you know. But, boy... I'm ready for spring training to start. I don't know when. So today is the first official day of spring training. I'm going to look up when is the first spring training game because, boy, I'm excited. I am so excited to watch Garrett Cole take the mound. Looks like it is the 19th. So today is the 13th. So got to wait. Got to wait a couple more days before we get to see that. But I'm excited. I know you guys are excited, too. And the baseball coverage is going to be going full throttle. You know, I, we're, we have some ideas in the works that we're thinking of. So that's going to be exciting. Let's move on now to the football. And there's only really one big football piece of news to talk about. And that's Tom Brady. I, I covered it a little bit at the beginning of the show. But I know that this deserves its own its own segment, and that's what it's going to get. Tom Brady has announced he's coming back for his 23rd season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And my man's insufferable. I mean, what are we doing here? Like, like you're going to retire, spend three months in retirement, get the all, you know, get the roses, roses thrown at your feet, get the whole bow down. I'm bowing down to Tom Brady. He's the greatest ever. He's the GOAT. We're going to go down memory lane. And then and do this whole retirement tour. And then he's back. And boy, you know, on one hand, like I said at the beginning, it's going to be awesome to be able to watch the GOAT do it for one more season. But maybe more. He never said it was his last season. But it's also like, come on, dude. Like, what do we have to do? What do we have to do to get rid of you? Because I, I guarantee you, fans... The Jet fans and the fans in the Bucks division, you know, they're sick of they're sick of Tom Brady already, and they're ready for him. They're ready for him 
to to retire officially for good. And we got we got some March Madness coming up, ladies and gentlemen, that I'm excited to get into. Selection Sunday is today. Gonzaga, the top overall seed in the men's NCAA tournament bracket. I have not been too invested in college basketball this season just because FSU's had a really down season. I'm, I'm excited for March Madness, but boy, am I going to have to do some research. I'm going to have to do a lot and a lot of research before, before it starts because I am not ready to fill out my bracket. We got our first games on Tuesday coming up, I'm pretty sure. March Madness, Indiana, Wyoming. First one on March 15th. So that's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to that. Pick with your heart not your head, scratch that, flip that, pick with your head, not your heart. We're going to get into, we're going to look up an NFL mock draft, and we'll end the football talk on this. I know we're, we're flip-flopping a little bit, but we're going to go, let me find a good, okay. Daniel Jeremiah's, that's kind of old. Let me look at, okay, this is two days ago, CBS, this is their mock draft. So they have, Number one, and we're just going to read through it. This is going to be a recurring segment that we're going to do you know, maybe once every couple episodes leading up to the draft. Just think it's something people are interested in. And you know me, I'm a man of the people. I'm going to give the people what they want. And I'm going to butcher these this name. And I feel like every, every NFL expert or every radio host has, has said it every time they say, um, Ikem, Equan, Iquanu, and I've heard it so much. Like, I've heard his name said, like, many, many times. And I feel like I've been able to say it, but of course now, now I can. It's just Ikem Iquanu. I feel like that's better than the majority of broadcasters have been pronouncing his name. But they have him going number one to Jacksonville. And, you know, I'll read the blurb for him. It says he had Evan Neal here in his first two mock drafts, but he's going with his heart this time. He had Iquanu as his number one offensive tackle in this class all along. And now he's just simply choosing his favorite offensive tackle. It sounds like you should have stuck with your gut at the beginning, buddy. And you shouldn't have followed the crowd. But anyway, Aiden Hutchinson going number two to Detroit. Evan Neal going number three to the Texans. And Kayvon Thibodeau going number four to the Jets. Now that's that's the worst possible scenario for me as a Giants fan if one of those I'm I would be ecstatic like over the moon jumping for joy ecstatic if we landed one of those four players at number five overall but after those four players there's not really a player that I love at that number five spot like there's a pretty steep drop off just in my head so they have the Giants at number five taking Charles Cross, the offensive lineman. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of him. I think that Ikuanu and Evan Neal are both both vastly superior offensive tackles. Just on the little film that I have watched on them. I watched them all 22 film on Charles Cross. And he's just, you know, he he's not a great run blocker and he's just a little jumpy. You know, his 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 footwork isn't that great. Evan Neal is, is by far the best pass blocker in this draft. 
And Ikawanu is by far, I mean, he's just a monster in the run blocking game. And he's also a better, a, a, a better pass blocker than Charles Cross. But, you know, what do I know? Like, like if we end up getting Charles Cross, like I'm not going to come here, come, come in here kicking and screaming. Like we're going to see what he's going to be. Cause no one really knows at the end of the day. Number six, overall, Kyle Hamilton, the safety going to the Carolina Panthers. That's the team that might trade for Deshaun Watson. I think, I think we're going to get some news on that front in a, any day. Now people that stove starting to heat up after Rogers and Wilson got traded, but this is an interesting one because I I definitely agree with the mindset that you shouldn't draft a safety high in the first round because it's not a position that's as valuable as an edge rusher or left tackle or obviously a quarterback. But I mean, from everything I've everything I've heard about this player, and I have not had the chance to watch any film on Kyle Hamilton just yet. I will get to that very shortly, but everything I've heard. He has just been, he's a game changer. He flies around the field. He has, he just has a nose for a football. He finds the football and he just makes plays. And he's just an absolute game changer. So, you know, we've seen some safeties be generational and really impact teams before, but that's what you're going to have to need to get out of a guy like Kyle Hamilton if you're taking him in the sixth spot. Number seven, this is interesting. Giants, we had the first mock trade. And obviously, this could be, you know, even by the time I put this episode out, Seahawks, if they trade for Deshaun Watson, you know, this whole episode could be could be stale. But as of now, you know, they need a quarterback. So this has the Seahawks trading up to get to that number seven spot, trading with the Giants and drafting Malik Willis, who is my He's my consensus best quarterback in the draft. This is easily the worst quarterback draft we've had in a while. I, you know, I don't think this is Malik Willis wouldn't be a top three quarterback off the board in the last three or four drafts, in my opinion. But he's, I think he's better than Kenny Pickett. And he's going to need time. He might need to sit on the bench for a season. So entering a rebuild, I would like this spot for him. So, they have the Seahawks moving up. You know, no one expects Drew Locke to be to be the top, you know, guy in Seattle next year. And we'll do the first 10 picks here. So we'll go eight. Let's go through this fast. Chris Olave going to the Atlanta Falcons. Calvin Ridley, the gambling whole fiasco there. You know, they're going to need their new franchise wide receiver. Olave will bring that. And then they have the Giants at number nine, Trayvon Walker. Defensive lineman from Georgia. You know, I'm not a huge fan of that pick. There's some, you know, I would rather take Ahmed Gardner, who's going number 10 to the Jets, the cornerback, which I think is a steal. That's a fantastic pick. But I would rather take Ahmed Gardner in that spot. I would rather take Jermaine Johnson in that spot. You know, maybe even George Carl Loftus. Like there are some guys that I I I am higher on in that spot than then Trayvon Walker, but that's okay. That's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll do the segment segment maybe in, in a week or two and we'll figure it out. But ladies and gentlemen, let's move on to the basketball. Shall we James Harden 
gets traded to the 76ers. Ask, I mean, I mean, just kicking and screaming, gets his way out of Brooklyn. And Ben Simmons makes his return. And boy, were Philly, Philly fans ready. But you know who was more ready? Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving were more ready. They just absolutely obliterated the Philadelphia 76ers, made a complete embarrassment out of the game. James Harden looked like he never dribbled a basketball before. And, man, I mean, if you're a Nets fan, that game doesn't mean that much to you. You know, it had a little bit. It had some extra juice, but it wasn't like a huge game. But it was a big game. And if you're a 76ers fan, that was just an absolute, I mean, ginormous game. James Harden cared about that game way more than he cares about the regular, the regular on uh, like regular season football or basketball game, you can't tell me otherwise. And he crapped the bed. Like he had 11 points, constantly turning the ball over, couldn't get to the free throw line. Joel Embiid wasn't, wasn't special either. And boy, if the, I mean, that's a big win for the Nets. They, they're the scariest team. They might be the scariest, um, scariest, why am I blanking on the word uh, play-in team? Thank you, Jack. Use your brain. The play-in team in the history of play-in teams. I mean, they are – they can seriously make – I mean, they might be the favorite to win the NBA Finals coming out of the East if they can make it past that playoff, past that play-in game. So that's going to be – that's going to be interesting to see. And I know, ladies and gentlemen, this was just a quick – Quick episode, you know, they're going to be quick when it's just me, but we got, we got all, we got the basketball, we got the baseball, we got the football, we hit every hot topic, hot button issue, and I'm just going to end it on this note, just want you guys to take a moment, close your eyes, take a deep breath, three seconds in, two seconds out. And just pray with me for a second that the Yankees do something quickly. Because if they don't, you you might not be seeing your boy on a podcast anytime soon. I might lose my freaking mind. I'm I just I I mean I am like constantly refreshing Twitter. I want them to make a move so badly. So I just wanted to end it on that note. And without further ado, we will see you guys next time on the next episode of Chatter from the Cheap Seats. <laughs>